five, four, three, two, one. Hello, ladies. Welcome to the Fruitful Vine. This is Wendy speaking, and I did it, ladies. I finally did it. I started the podcast. <laughs> hey, ladies. I'm Tori. And I'm Wendy. Welcome to the Fruitful Vine where we delight in motherhood and life one honest conversation at a time. You nailed it. Nailed it. I'm so proud of you. That is my beautiful co-host, Tori from the Oglesby Ohana. Tori, how are you, girl? I'm so good. And I just love you so much. And I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh, my goodness. My armpits are sweating. I, I mean, there was a lot of pressure. You nailed it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm so proud. My yes. face hurts. I'm so happy. Yes. You, I, okay. So if you're part of our membership, you can see her face, y'all. She's like grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so that that's an accomplishment. It only took three seasons, but three, you did three it. Three and a half. But it's not, who's counting? Who's counting? Who's, who's, who's counting? counting? I'm not counting. Just nailing it over here. <laughs> mm, you're nailing it, girl. All right. So, Tori, how's your day been? It's been good. It's been a good day. I'm on my mm, fourth cup of coffee and loving life. Four, Tori. Four. At what point does um does it become a problem? <laughs> Never. Never. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Yay! I got. We have two points, two against one. Never. Uh, it never. Four cups of coffee never becomes a problem. Never. Oh, you haven't right. lived life. That is our producer Sam. Say hi, Sam. Hi. We need T-shirts with Sam's face on them <laughs> because he It'll puts be a up with square. It'll be a black square. He just puts up with so much. He deserves merchandise. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, no, no. That's, uh, I mean, four cups is a lot of coffee. I feel like I would have a lot of anxiety, but you know, I'm no. proud of you for not having anxiety. No, you know, I feel like it keeps all my worries at bay, you know, That's just, it? just drink your coffee and okay. nothing else matters. And if it makes you feel better, I am having grilled salmon and broccoli and brown rice for dinner. So that's Ooh, healthy. Proud of you. You know, Thank the coffee you. might kill you, but the, the salmon <laughs> will save you. Hey. <laughs> Listen, you in this world, we need to live how we want to live because tomorrow's <laughs> not promised. And God forbid I don't drink the amount of cups of coffee <laughs> that I want to drink before. Is there yeah. coffee in heaven? That's right. <laughs> you'll be like, you'll be like in heaven, like, man. I should have had that fourth cup of coffee. Exactly. And yeah. yo, Jesus, where's the caffeine? Like, I love you, but coffee with Jesus. Let's go. Let's go. There's a lot of judgment coming from that side, Tori. <laughs> <laughs> Judge not lest you be judged. Woo, babe, you throwing out strip scripture? Throwing it out. Notice that I stopped. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, no. I am back on coffee and I'm really disappointed in myself. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> like, why? Why would that ever be a goal? My goodness. I was so happy with my... Hey! Say, guys, if you're Sam's part of the membership, Sam showed his face. <laughs> Y'all, Sam has been listening to us and <laughs> he's, he's gone. gone. He's gone. That was back it. Back to the shadows. <laughs> 
Oh, Sam, bless his heart. Oh. All right, guys, we are. Is he making a cup of coffee? Oh, he's making coffee. <laughs> yes. No, but but here's the thing, Sam. Tori is not a Nespresso fan. Okay, stop, stop. Don't even throw me under the bus like that. Listen, I had Nespresso and um, it was cool. Like, ooh, yay, <laughs> coffee, you know? And and I do love the art of espresso and the quality. Um, but I'm just a black coffee espresso drinker. Like, I don't need it to be fancy with the thickness and the froth. And I just need coffee. Look, that's the oldest trick the devil did. Divide and conquer, Tori. I don't judge you. You get it how you get it. You get it how you live. Yes. Get it how you get it. We need that shirt, too. Yes. All right. So, Tori, what you thinking? What you thinking? What am I thinking? You got to come closer. Come closer. I went to church this weekend. And you guys, I survived. I survived. I survived. And it was, I went to a church. I went to a Presbyterian church. Okay. So this, you know, I grew up Baptist and then, um, we did like the whole new way, not, I'm, I'm going to call it new age Christian, but just like contemporary non, um, what do they say? Non, is it like mega church style? Yeah. Yeah. I did that. You know, there's a rock band and everything's rad and Jesus loves you, man. And then man, we got burned. Weird. We got burned. I got church hurt and I was like, I'm never going to go to church. Well, fast forward to this year, the kids did VBS and Every time I dropped them off, the kids were like so excited to go. They didn't want oh VBS to end. And then on Sunday, they were going to perform their song and in front of the congregation. Aww. We go and you guys, the sermon was only an hour. The service was only an hour. And everything from the church pew, pews. Wait, how do I say that? You said it right. Pews. pews from right? from yeah. that to the organ player to the little candles to the graveyard in front of the church. Cause it's like an old school church, you know, like, <laughs> nah, <laughs> you know, the country churches where like graveyards are right there of the members who died from that church years ago, like centuries ago, like the, the pastor in his little robe and the hymns. And <laughs> did I lose everybody on the graveyard? <laughs> I mean, that's intense. Like that is like so normal in the country. Oh, we okay. Don't live there. Listen, <laughs> I w- Okay, our members can see how they're both looking at me. They're like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, Tori, you, you you can't go back. You can't go back." Okay, but we just buried him right there, right for the church. Y'all. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but listen. This is the lesson. The lesson is there is blessing and simplicity and tradition and just normal church. I sung me some hymns. 
He read the Bible to me. He gave me a very thoughtful, but um, not too long sermon, not a motivational speech, mm-hmm. but a sermon with scripture. And then we sung some more hymns. All the old, sweet, nice little people came up and shook my hand. And, and there was something that was so comforting about this church. And I might go back. We, I, I think we've decided... We're like 98% sure we're going to go back this coming Sunday because he felt the same. Justin felt the same way. Yeah. Well, okay. So Justin was like, it was, it was good and they were nice and they were great. He was like, but Tori, it was a little boring. And I was like, yeah, it was. But like, that's what drew me in because I don't need to go to church to be entertained. Mm. I don't need the gimmicks. I need it all stripped down to like Jesus and hymns and old people like hugging me and telling me to have a great week. Like that's what I need. And the but here's con- the thing. The kids, the kids loved it. So this so- ma- how is it not boring for the kids? That's what well, I want to know. Well, they got to leave and go to kids' church. But they did the, leave. Those churches usually don't have like a huge kids. Oh, group. yeah. Like it's and it's not that huge, but I think that's why the kids love it because they're like, oh, but it's enough. It. It's enough. And um, this little old man with the bluest eyes came up to me and Justin shook our hands and he said, I'm so happy to have you guys here. And something he said just pierced my heart. He goes, I'm happy to have you guys here and come back. He goes, but especially bring the kids always. It's good for the kids. And I was like, in a world gone mad. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is. And it's simple and it's stripped. And and so we're 98 percent going to go back to that one because the kids love it so much. Um, Justin's like, yeah, like it's an hour of my day. So like, yeah, like let's do it. But he's also open to explore other simple churches like that. I have been secretly praying for you to find a church home. So that just blesses my heart. Like I, I'm not saying it's the one, but I'm I'm just happy to even get you through the door because I know that you're not somebody who doesn't know God. And so it's not like you can be impressed by all the gimmicks and all the things. And so I knew that it would have to be someplace that God truly wants you to be, that you feel truly led. So I was just like, I've been praying that um, for, for some time now, for a little while now. And so I'm just super excited to see how this turns out. That actually really blessed me. I'm so excited for you. Thank you for your prayers. Prayer? No, like prayer is so powerful. And it just makes me think of that, like saying like, you never, like you just never know who's praying for you. You don't know why things happen to you, but like people, we ought to be interceding for people mm. always. And so thank you for that, friend. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. We do. That was a long what you're thinking, but I had to share. I had to share. What are you thinking? Gosh, I wish I was thinking something deeper than that. <laughs> I'm thinking how I'm a prayer warrior and my prayers work. That's no, <laughs> no, that even that would have been better than what I was actually thinking. What were what you I actually, was actually thinking? thinking was I literally cannot stand my background right now. Like I can't, <laughs> I, I really like the magnitude to which I need like an office or someplace that is not looking inside of my really messy closet. It's just out of control. I listen, it doesn't look as bad as you feel about it, but I, 
I honestly 1000% understand the need for an office. And I might just be adding on a whole room to my house because what? I I need an office. I need an office. What about the the um, garage? I could do that. I thought and about wanted that. to change the garage into an office, but I'm like, it's hot. It's, it's so hot. Yeah, but you just get a fan, and in the wintertime, no. well, you don't have to worry about winter. In the wintertime, I would need heaters, but my garage could be a whole mother-in-law suite. Like, I need oh, wow. to do something. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to turn, but I'm like, there's animals, you know, you know, I don't, you know, I don't like animals, and then it's hot. Yeah, in Florida, I don't know if that's a great idea. But I do. I need I need a a, a place that is not glaring. You see, I you have been reading Essentialism, and I was actually going to listen to it yeah. um, per, per your suggestion. Yeah. But my minimalistic heart right now is just like dying. <laughs> it's just like, this is too much. It's just screaming at me. Screaming. But everything is really well organized. Don't look so like. close. Back up, Tori. <laughs> what you looking so close for? <laughs> Had to zoom in there a little bit. <laughs> it looks good, though. It doesn't look as bad as you think. Well, actually, since we're talking about different spiritual disciplines, mm. all that is all my um my like spiritual oh, devotional okay. type books. Ooh, I yeah. love that. They're all in my closet. That's a lot, girlfriend. Yeah. It's, a, it's a it's an issue. I've got a real collection problem. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't like when people come for people who like <laughs> books. Like out of all the things, let me spend my money on my books. <laughs> no, no. I, I went through a phase. Well, not a phase. I can't say that because it's like my whole life. Just like devotional obsessed. Um, oh, see, I don't like devotionals. Devotional and self-help Christian books. Oh, and they got you. They got girl, you. Girl. <laughs> girl and so that's what's happening back there and it's not i mean it's not bad you know duh it's self-help christian books so we're talking about like like fervent and like um you know lord i want to know you and like just just a lot of i mean it's good it's good stuff but um i am this year you know that my main thing that i've been wanting to do is to fall in love with god more yeah. and so for me i've just been reading straight scripture and so they're, they're, they're just, they're, they're collecting a lot of dust back there, but, um, everything within the time, within its time, you know, there are certain yeah. seasons for devotional and self-help books, but I needed to hear God for myself and not through other people and how oh. God through them. Does that make sense? I'm such a component for that there. I, I will say when my kids were younger, um, devotional books were a thing for me, like not devotional, more like self-help Christian self-help. Christian, yeah. yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. They're just taking what the, like, I can get this information out of the Bible. Yes. They're just saying what the Bible says. <laughs> like, and they're selling it as theirs. There's something really creepy about that, but okay. <laughs> exactly. They're just saying what the Bible says. And, and, through the practice of like doing more um, of just reading the Bible, I've had to learn how to read the Bible. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just opening up the Bible and reading it, folks. Like, I'm going to open it up and point my finger. <laughs> oh, what you trying to say, God? Well, that makes no sense. What's that? You know, like, like it's not, there's so much more to it that honestly, 
I mean, she couldn't have. Like there was my mom was a single mom, but I just wish that um, I would have had somebody to just teach me how to navigate it to really understand that you know, number one, the Bible's not about me. You know, it's about God. God, what are you trying to talk to me? Yeah. So many times I open it up and be like, all right, God, what you want me to know? You know, and it's just like, no, 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 no. no. This is my story about my people and you're in there and it's about you, but I need you to look at the whole thing. Exactly. And then like just understanding who certain things were written to and just like, just like different things like that. There's so much more to it's important to read the Bible, but there, there's there's a deeper level. There's a refinement. There, um, something cool about Journey's Master Books Level Four is uh, language arts. Where it's like diving into the Bible, and oh, it has that. separated every book in the Bible by genres. Like it, it goes like yes. the history books, the po- like. I was amazed. Like I knew that there were certain books that dealt with certain things, but to see it all written out like that for fourth graders was pretty cool. Yeah. One of the things that I'm like obsessing over is like apologia type things for kids. Yeah, you don't understand you that book. Can you recommend that book again? Because I Mama Bear Apologetics. Okay. Was that was that it? Mama Bear Apologetics. I don't know if that's the one you're talking about, but definitely I 100% recommend that book because it really teaches you how to talk about the Bible, how to I'm literally getting it now. I wish I wish I could I wish I could do a better job at explaining it. But it teaches you how to understand the Bible as a mom and, and in the sense that like the importance of it, the importance of understanding the Bible, the, and they have a whole podcast too. They have a whole podcast as well. Mama bear apologetics. Um, it teaches you how to argue the Bible. You, ah, I suck at explaining books, but you get what, uh, hold on. It, it, it teaches you the, like, but okay. But why do you believe that? Okay. Well, why do you believe that? Like it breaks it down, right? Yes. Okay. Ugh. Okay. All right. So I'm going to do a Tori, like how Tori does her YouTube videos when she's yeah, talking yeah. about a book. All right. So I'm going to read the back of the book. <laughs> All right. The problem with lies is they often don't sound like lies. They seem harmless and even sound right. So what's a mama bear to do when her kids seem to be absorbing the culture's lies uncritically? Mm. Mama bear apologetics is the book you've been looking for. This mom to mom guide will equip you to teach your kids how to form their own biblical beliefs about what is true and what is false. Through transparent life stories and clear practical applications, including prayer strategies, this band of mama bears offers you tools to train yourself so you can turn around and train your kids. Are you ready to answer the rallying cry? Mess with my kids and I will demolish your argument. Join the mama bears and raise your voice to protect your kids by teaching them how to think through and address the issues head on yet with gentleness and respect that to me is what matters most wow so question 
is it a book for me to read or am I reading it and then also applying things with them? You're reading it and applying it things to your children. Okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting That's it. That's what I love about it. And it's not, you believe this because I say it. You mm. te- you're literally teaching your kids discernment. You're teaching them how to discern. She talks about, because I do this and I am so guilty of this. Oh, no, no, no. This is bad. I'm not going to let my kids watch it. I'm not going to let my kids read it. I'm not going to let my kids do it. I'm like, let's watch it. What do you think about that? (laughs) Yes. Yes. And she talks about chewing. What did she say? Chewing, chew, chew and spit. You chew the good and spit out the bad. Ooh. And I love it. Like, trust, you're going to love it. Chew and spit. You chew Chew. the good and spit out the rest. Because a lot of times, a lot of lies, there's some truth in it. That is good. Oh, it's just really good. It's really, really good. And everybody talks about it. So, y'all know. Yeah. You guys have probably heard of it already. I literally never heard of it. (laughs) This is why people are like, I don't understand. Like people don't understand. It's so unoriginal. I'm like everybody talks about it. That's so but like that's this is why this is why having your own platform is so cool because yeah, maybe everybody in a certain sphere that you operate in talks about it, but then there's us hoodlums over here. <laughs> We're like, "Well, what's that?" <laughs> like and now I'm going to share it with all my hoodlums and we're all going to be saved. <laughs> no, but I love the idea of apologetics. I really do. I love the yeah. idea of um, I, for so much of my life, I believe something because I was told to believe it. Mm-hmm. And I believe something without enough of reasoning or backing that anybody could come and tell me something. And then everything that I believe will crumble and fall apart. And I don't want that for my children. I want them to believe because it is the truth. I want them to believe because they truly believe. I can't save my kids. And keeping them from all the bad stuff is not going to save them because... It's also not possible. It's not possible. Exactly. So I I just feel like a lot of the times we stray from understanding that our children are arrows Mm -hmm. that we're supposed to shoot out into the world. Arrows are not protected and like cradled. You know what I mean? Like I've had, I've had that revelation lately. I'm like, stop helping them so much (laughs) or like stop, stop giving them room for their feelings so much. Like sometimes guys, (laughs) welcome to the world. (laughs) We like, I have, because that verse the arrow verse always stung my mama heart because arrows don't come back oh why did you say that (laughs) that was so mean i know but but it charges us to like if we really operate in that mind if i am making if i'm trying to build up an arrow i need to make sure that they can withstand the world right i a mama's not going to be there to fight every battle for you, to help you understand, to tie your shoe, to help you. Like, I'm not going to be there. So, yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. You wanted them to come back? I did want them to come back. <laughs> he sounds like, like Justin. Justin's I'm like, like literally no. in tears. I wanted them to come back. This, this, is, this is an aside, though, Tori, completely separate from uh, what you guys are talking about. But 
she wants us to still be married when we die. And I told <laughs> her once we die, once we die, our contract is over. You need to be Mormons. Mormons are still married when they die. Hey. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, oh, when you go to heaven, you want to talk to other women? Why don't you want to be married to me in heaven? And I'm like, <laughs> does this happen on your morning walks? <laughs> Doesn't that sound like something that just doesn't make sense? How can someone ask you, do you want to talk to other women when we die and go to heaven? <laughs> Look, I was just saying. Why you don't want to be married to me in heaven? No, so, that's not bad. Why you don't want to be married to me? Like, why are you even thinking about not being married to me? Because <laughs> it dead. is till death do us part. <laughs> and I die. I just say, but I feel like if you like God, you know, maybe we could just, if you're cool with it. We can still she, be married. And then she God was be upset like, cool. because I was like, I don't want to be buried next to you either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sam, that was mean. <laughs> and she was like, we could just get one plot that they bury we me. We save money. We save money. People bury have done you on it. Top. I, I, I mean, if you're not going to be married to me in heaven, at least be buried next to me on earth. But I don't want to be buried. Fine. Oh. Who wants to be cremated? Like, you better not die first because you won't be buried. Oh, my grandma was cremated. And I actually think that's the right thing to do. I mean, Sorry. okay, not the right thing. It's not right or wrong. But I think it's a smart thing to do for, like, earth. Because I, I told her, just burn me then tell everybody I left. Okay, no, but not like that. Like, burn me and then plant me with a tree, and then I no, become that tree. We talked about it. We, I, I said that. What if you, what if you uh, cremate me? Then you, you know, plant me with a mango tree. But all the fruit of the mango tree is bad. Does that mean I went to hell? <laughs> Ain't nothing but bad fruit come from this tree. Oh, daddy went to hell. <laughs> what a bad omen. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. How do we get this train back on? Oh, spiritual discipline. <laughs> okay, so that you don't become a mango tree that bears rotten fruit. <laughs> we need spiritual discipline in our lives. Nice, nice, easy transition. So, so what do you? What do you um, think is a spiritual discipline? that just everyone should be doing talking to god like putting their ear to the phone <laughs> like um but what do you mean by talking to god so i so this is where you and i will probably disagree because um no or maybe not because you're actually the one who told me like who am i to who am i to tell you how God talks to you or what God can do in your life. Um, so I, I do think talking to God requires scripture. I think his word is living. I think that's where we do connect with him. I also think we have this thing called the Holy Spirit and each and every one of us, which is why Jesus said, but don't worry, a better one's coming after me. And like he, he'll be with all of you at all. Like I, I can only be here or here or here, but the Holy Spirit's going to be with all of you. And I think that us believers, to me, listen, talking to God is acknowledging the Holy Spirit, the light within you. The Holy Spirit is inside you. 
and we just be walking around like it's not like like yep. like we don't have the living God living inside of us. Um, so that is what talking to God is to me, recognizing the Holy Spirit is in me, listening to it, whether that's through scripture or just meditating and praying uh, while I have my coffee or um, if it's through worship, you got to connect and talk to that which is higher, that God, that which is higher than you. And yeah, that's a spiritual yeah. practice I do. I don't, but I, do, I, I don't want to say that it has to look a certain way because I don't think I have that authority to say that. I agree. I think that if you want to know how it's supposed to look, read your Bible. Yeah. Read your Bible. If you have any questions about anything, I am confident enough to say that if you seek, he will answer. If you read your Bible, if you talk to him, if you, and it doesn't have to be pretty, it doesn't have to be our, how, how many times, how many times I found Jesus on my closet floor crying? Like how how many times did you find Jesus in like the most ugliest broken down? Yes. Yes. And it's not, it's rarely pretty when it's deep. Mm -hmm. It's rarely pretty in my experience. Um, it's usually very much ugly and broken and um, having nothing to, to lean on. Like the f- floor beneath you seems like it's sinking. Right. Um, and that is where I um, have connected deepest with God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say that I personally have been on this journey to fall more in love with God because the first, the, the one commandment that Jesus said to do was to number one, love God. You know what I mean? Like that's the first and greatest commandment. The second is to love um, your neighbors. And so I'm like, I got to get the first one, right. You know, I just, I got to get the first one, right. And so I think that it's so one of the, best the most important spiritual practices that you can do is not go to church is not um i don't know there's there's a bunch of other ones um the first and most important is your relationship with jesus christ is your relationship with god it is um talking to god come just as you are um be I'm, I'm like just throwing out a bunch of songs right now um, but just come <laughs> just as you are literally open up your mouth and ha- and talk to God um and he'll be faithful to meet you there this conversation brought up second chronicles 714 in my spirit um and I didn't know that address but this is what you're gonna realize the more you read your bible the more scriptures come to your spirit, like mm-hmm. when they need to come, when they need mm-hmm. to come, the Holy Spirit's like, pop. And um, I, I remember this verse from a kid. And I think this is so pivotal for the church. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And that's what you're talking about, Wendy. You're talking about 
but I got to love God. So how does that look? That looks like humbling myself, praying and seeking. And, and that is what it's all about. We're not. And he says, if my people would do that, (laughs) if they would just stop thinking they're high and mighty and humble themselves and find my face and seek my face, what did you just say? Then he'll be faithful to meet you there. Yep. And so I, when the world is falling apart, I, I yell and scream to God, like just, just turn to him. Mm-hmm. Um, literally mm-hmm. with the world being where it's at, I think that that is the one spiritual discipline that us Christians should not be without. Mm-hmm. So if you call yourself a Christian, you should be in communion with God. You need to talk to him. And it might not look like, you know, him, like a lot of times it's like, I would think to myself, well, maybe I'm not talking to God because I don't hear anything. But the more you talk, the more you learn to, to listen, you learn to hear. Um, and, and you, and, and you, he says that his sheep know his voice. Yes. And you know it, you know it when it's the Holy spirit, you know, his voice, what were you going to say? I was going to jump into, um, fasting, and yeah. all the things, which is like something that I really want to get into um, because of you. And I've been yeah. talking about this for like seasons now, but I just I'm obsessed. Yeah, how how I, has that looked for you? Oh, my goodness. I've said this on this podcast before and I'll say it again. In my darkest seasons of life. I've fasted and I have seen God work like fasting and praying. And it's not, let me tell you something. Spiritual fasting is not intermittent fasting. Okay. okay? <laughs> oh, fasting. I, I'm just letting people know that it's not, if you are not praying while you fast, it's not spiritual fasting. Okay. Like they're, they're, they're different. And, uh, we actually talked about fasting in the womanhood, um, in J- July and July and, or June, one of those. And um, I had to break it down. Like, it's not, you're not on a diet. Okay. This is not <laughs> what that get, is. Trying to get slim and thin. <laughs> yeah, no. You are essentially fasting God. from everything. Yeah. Of every, all the distractions, everything, all pleasure that the world can give you so that you can tap into the spiritual world and lean on that more and hear that more and connect with it. So, there was a time in my life when I was doing it every Saturday faithfully and I I miss it but I also understand that I think that was so important for that season. Like yeah. I know that God was like no 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 no. Like before ish hit the fan God was like preparing me by making sure I fast every Saturday. And so I need to get back to that discipline. Since we moved I haven't been in that discipline. I can see like as fall begins, I can see your soul going back there. I can see it going back. Absolutely. And I, I just recommend it, guys. There, There's something about praying and fasting that um, is like powerful when it comes to spiritual wa- uh, warfare, like powerful. So, yeah. And I feel like. I, I hate I hate doing like I don't like putting the umbrella Christians because that sounds so bad, but uh, I just feel like a lot of Christ followers don't um, 
speak to the importance of fasting as they should. Um, and they make it into this thing where it's like, it, it's not supposed to be a thing that like everybody knows about, I guess. Yeah. Like, like don't you know be on, I mean? in, don't be on Instagram. <laughs> I'm fasting. <laughs> like, no, no one should know about it. Like go, you're not even supposed to be on Instagram. <laughs> like what you doing there? Like, and, and it's, it, it has taken me being in close community with people who fast to truly understand what fasting is. Yeah. And that is sad. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I, I'm, I've i been in the church since I was eight years old. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm not like brand new to church going. I'm not brand new to um Jesus and God and all the things. And I feel like that was something that was never truly taught to me. Um, how do you plan on, or do you plan on um, teaching your children and talking to them about whether it's fasting, praying, um, reading your Bible? Like, how do you plan on doing that? Absolutely. I mean, I think uh, a spiritual discipline that I'm I can't believe I'm saying this, but that I'm getting back into or, or, or Wendy's prayers and Jesus is pulling me back into the church, the church. And so I think that's going to be pivotal uh, with my children and how, how they perceive it all. Right. Cause my, yeah, when mom says something, okay, it's mom saying something. But if I am going to church every Sunday and Mm. my Sunday school teacher is saying this and I'm getting it like, journey memorize the bible verse and like that was just so cool to me so i think one way we're gonna start weaving it in with the kids is sunday like our ritual of going to church like bringing that back into our home which is so scary but i think it's necessary um and then i'm not sure i i I'm, of course, I want to teach them about spiritual fasting and praying and reading the Bible. Um, I, I would, I, I want it to have, I like, do I, te- do I teach that before the Holy Spirit? I, I don't know. I'm so, I, I don't know how I'm going to go about that. I'm right now. I'm going to model it for them. And that's all I got for you. What about you? It has taken me walking through life, um, not being taught these things to realizing the importance of teaching my kids these things. Um, Whether it's fasting, whether it is how to decipher the Bible, whether it is discernment, whether it is um, the importance of community, the importance of service. Um, I truly believe that um, for me and and my home, that it's very, very, um, because it's not for everybody. It's really, it's just not. I wasn't raised that way, but I still turned out in a way that I raised my kids that way, if that makes sense. Um, I truly believe that I need to teach my children, not only by modeling, because that to me far surpasses anything I can say is what I do. That is number one. Um, I can tell them to read their Bible. 
if I'm not reading my Bible, I'm just saying it's a lot of hypocrisy happening there. But um, it is so important to me to teach my children how to not get played. If that makes sense. I, I, I love that. Simply put. Yeah. <laughs> they need to learn how to read the Bible for themselves. They need to learn how to hear God themselves. And the way that they're going to learn is by me modeling it for them, praying for them and teaching them how to do it. Um, whether it is, uh, I, I want to get to the point in my home where I can literally, okay, you say that, but why? You kind of like how Justin does with Journey. Yeah. You say that, but why? Mm -hmm. You do this, but why? Like, I want my kids to not walk through life just, how did I get here? Yeah. You know wow. what? <laughs> the, the pastor told me to do it, so I did it. You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't. I'm tired of people. The only time you hear the word is on Sunday. Like, I'm not, I'm not about that. Like, you have to be able to read for yourself. The way you just worded that spoke to my soul. I'm doing that simply so my kids don't get played like that. That was just a straight up answer that I needed to hear because I'm always like, like, cause, because it wasn't the cookie cutter answer that you get. And I just really appreciate that, Wendy. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, because this world, like, it's not a game out there. People don't mm -hmm. want what's best for you and they will nope. play you. So let me... Let me just show you and, mo and model it and teach it and prepare you for, for where you're about to go. Because the truth of the situation is, Tori, they sprinkle in God in there. You know what I mean? It's not. If somebody handed you a plate full of, of poop, for lack of a better word, you're going to be like, yo, that's poop. But if they dress it up, make it look good, sprinkle in some stuff, and you mm. can't really see what's underneath it, you can get played. You will fall for it. They're, the world is not out there blatantly lying to your face. They're giving you some truth. Mm -hmm. There is some truth in it. Yeah, you know I, mean? I, yeah, there's, um, I, okay, so I, I, I know how to read something and not, I know how to read something and push out all the BS, right? Like I, I, I know. Um, so there's this very controversial writer and I read her book and I recommended it, but I only recommended it for people who know how to read things and like push out what, push out what you know is just chew bonkers. And spit, sorry, chew yes, and spit. chew and spit. That is not a skill that everybody has. So I, I, I love that because it's true. And and but like take the god of it like don't let them make you feel like you can't you don't get to have any opinion on this because it's a certain way like no 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 y'all took god and put your crap around it so let me just take god out of this and and take it for me does that make sense yep i think that huh, huh. um <laughs> <laughs> wendy getting nervous <laughs> i think <laughs> there is a lot of People that number one, first of all, there there's things that are for adults and there's things that are that are for children. So you're not going to give everything to your children that are not for your children. Right. But with that being said, um, the Bible 
in a lot of ways has been used to manipulate a lot of people. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, and so I say all that to say, y'all can use it for how you want to use it. But then when we want to take other things and find God in it, then it's a big deal. Mm. Mm. So I, I, I'm going to take, I'm going to step back and I'm going to say that you can, God can speak how he wants to speak through who he wants to speak when he wants to speak, but you have to be able to recognize God's voice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important to teach your children spiritual disciplines. It's very important to teach them how to chew and spit so that, because the world is not going to just give them God, here it is. They're going to give them the mess and they're going to have to be able to make something out of the mess. I just love the chew and spit. And can we also teach our kids that no one is beyond the redeeming power of what? Jesus Christ? Because if I hear one more person judge one other human because they did this and that and you should not be involved with them because y'all think Jesus like what are we talking about? Like, I need us tax to read collectors. the Bible because friends the, of tax collectors, the whole Bible is a redeeming love story. You think you deserve Jesus? You don't. I don't. But because of his unmerited grace, here we are. And can we just teach our children that no one is beyond the reach of God's redeeming power? I think that one of the most important things that you can teach your children is that they need Jesus. Mm. They are not above Christ. And it's that need of Christ that is going to humble them. Mm. It's that need of Christ that is going to, that they're going to be able to offer grace to others because they realize that they don't deserve what they've got. Mm. And so it, it's one of the most important things, number one, that you should realize yourself, but also that you should be teaching your children. No, instead, we're teaching them that hard work gets us where we are and gets us what we deserve. And that's just simply not true. It's not true. It's just not true. It's not true. Um, you guys said some really amazing things. And, and coming from like a journalism and a teaching background. So there's some, some things that like I think are of critical importance. And what you mentioned today isn't just isolated to teaching your kids about God and the Bible. This is like everyday life stuff, right? Like, so I, I think some mantras that I use in my classroom is that, you know, I can show you better than I can tell you. Mm -hmm. So anytime I'm writing, like, don't tell me that the person is happy, write it and show me that the person's happy, mm -hmm. right? Like, so don't tell them about Jesus, show them Jesus, mm -hmm. show them, show them you read in the Bible, show them these things. And that's where you're going to see that fruit come up. Right. And then the next thing about like chewing and spitting, our world would be so much better. If people understood validity and reliability, everything that's valid isn't reliable and everything that's reliable may not be valid. Mm. Right. Like, so th there is a balance between all of these things. And so you have to know what to take and what not to take, you know, what things, because if you look at now in our current climate, people have no faith in any institution whatsoever. Mm. 
you don't know what to believe. You don't know who to believe. You don't know who to turn to. And so we just end up living in these echo chambers. So we surround ourselves with people that believe the same things that we believe. And so by, by consensus, when we hear the same things we believe, and we believe everybody believes that same thing, right? And so, so not being, I guess, discerning in who or where you get your information from or what you believe. Because one of the earliest memories I have in church is the pastor saying, don't trust what I say. Write it down and go check for yourself. Wow, that's and a good And when I got pastor. to college and I was in journalism, my journalism teacher said, if your mother says she loved you, get two more sources. <laughs> right? So... I, I, I grew up not really just taking anything for face value. So I always question everything. And I think that that curiosity has lent itself well to me. And so I think those are all skills that you guys talked about that, you know, are very good for uh, kids to develop. Yes. Yes. That is so true. Um, all that. All that. Way, way to just come in there and just steal the podcast. Oh, I'm <laughs> He uh, he literally wrapped it up so eloquently in a nice little bow. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Ladies, that was such a good episode. Let us know what you think over on Instagram. Ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We pray that you remember to lean into the one true vine while you are busy being the fruitful vine. Until next time. Bye. bye. Why is that the first time that we actually did it at the same time?